You're listening to the Google Ads Podcast, brought to you by Solutions Aid, the Google Ads agency. Welcome to Daily Google News. This is Kasim here with a frequent flyer, actually, on the YouTube channel. Everybody knows Glenn. Glenn, you're awesome, man. Appreciate you being here. I think you're the most learned person as it relates to AI that I know personally. I don't know anybody else who has their finger to the pulse the way you do. I don't know how or when you find the time, but every time something new comes out in AI, I hear about it from you first. And then two weeks later, I hear about it from the world. Like you just seem to be hooked up straight to the drip. And so that's what we're going to talk to you about today. And you actually put in our agenda, AI stuff and stuff. That's it. AI stuff and stuff. Yeah, I'm excited. And you said in particular, AI agents of change agents and chain of thought reasoning thought reasoning and autonomous agents and that's just the tip of the iceberg autonomous agents would be locally hosted ai bots that do things that you want them to do don't have to be locally hosted there's already some products out there that where there's guis graphical user interfaces that you can log in create accounts and they create multiple bots that work together. So this has been proliferating probably in the last few weeks, the autonomous agents. So there's a couple of big baby AGI was one, Agent GPT. I've got, there's a whole heap of them. Agent Burst, Autogen, AutoGPT, Cody, ChatDev, DevGPT, Flowwise, God Mode, NextGPT. They're starting and Microsoft have just released theirs called Autogen. So what it is, most of these are installed on your local computer. The problem that ChatGPT has had, except in the last few days, now Bing's been incorporated back into the Pro, is the inability to connect straight to the net. The only way you could do it is via the plugin. With these autonomous agents, you Go to GitHub, download it, install it. Everything's run through the command line. So you have to be comfortable in typing in commands. It's old school coding back in the day where you brought up the black window and typed in code CD, make you basically typed code in there and it installs locally on your PC. Then what happens is you give it a task. So you might say, we'll use an example. I'm looking to open a business in a particular niche. It might be weight loss in New Zealand and say, I want to create a weight loss product in New Zealand. Find me an underserved niche that and provide evidence to support that. So what happens is one in that prompt, the autonomous agents go, I'm going to be the researcher and I'm going to start researching that. I'm now, and then another agent is created. So you might have four or five agents and they're all doing completely different things. And one goes off and does this and one goes off and does Are that. Are you creating each individual agent or is no, there a... No, this okay. just happens. So based on the task, it's going, okay, you're looking for a research team. But in a research team, there'll be, there might be four or five in a team. What these things are doing, depending on what you're asking it, it will go, oh, you need this task done. We're going to create a small business team for you. And it mm -hmm. might cre create four or five different agents and off they go. And they just go away and they just could go for 20 or 30 minutes and you just sit there and watch it. You're seeing browser tabs open up and applications fire. No, no, it's all done by, it's all just done by the command interface. There's one called chat dev and it's just a little game. There's a little room with little people. The CEO's at his desk, this person's here and this person's here and they're walking around and they're doing things and you're seeing everything going on. But what they do is they talk to each other. They're saying, hey, I've got this information. Go and research this. They go, great, thanks for that. And then these agents are communicating. So these bots, this AI is communicating. And you're watching it happen in the UI. You're watching it happen. And then it will come back and it will go, here's our findings. Now, are the findings any good? Like, have you played yes. with these enough to know? You'd rely on them for business decisions. Yes. 
people are making business decisions and finding areas of opportunity using these autonomous agents. As you and I said before this meeting, this is the worst it's ever going to get. And the rate at which these autonomous agents are coming out, it's like got new ones coming out every week. There's one that I've used, I think it's called Agent GPT. I have that pulled up. Is it agentgpt.reworked? So it's free. You can create a free account and or you can pay a template, a, a monthly fee. But have a look at the templates. You'll see these templates there and you go, oh, okay, I want a industry GPT or brand GPT or platform GPT. Everything's ready to go. You just give it the prompt and away it goes. This is one that's got a UI. There's a lot of others that you have to download and install on GitHub. But this is the way that this is working. And I was speaking with Leandra about this a couple of weeks ago. What this is doing, if I was in any sort of management role, I'd be very nervous at the moment because what these autonomous agents will be able to create a business of all of the people who run the business and the decisions they make, and they all talk to each other and help each other. And now these things are only getting better and better. What they've been seeing is that these autonomous agents are learning from what the other autonomous agents are doing. I'll give you an example. When they first started with this, they got a, they're running these autonomous agents on the game Minecraft. So these things are running by itself. And you sit there and watch this Minecraft game and there'd be all these people in Minecraft and they said, oh, we're going to build a house. What do we need? We need wood. We need bricks. We need this and this. Okay, I'll go and get the wood. I'll go and get So off they'd go and do these things. And they'd come back and they'd talk and go, all right, I've got my five wood. John, have you got your three bricks? No, I've only got one. Okay, you keep going with that and we'll go off and do this. And so as they were doing these tasks, they'd come back and John had still only got one brick. And they're going, John, what's going on? They're going, I've got to make a brick, but to get brick, I've got to get mud and this and this thing. Oh, there's a lot more work involved than what you have to do than we did. We'll help you now. They change and they come in and go, okay, we'll help you. So these autonomous agents were learning, going, oh, this guy needs assistance. Let's go and help him. And they worked as a team to get towards the common goal. They're learning in-app. So here's my box and I've created my autonomous agents and I'm building my Minecraft castle and they're learning from each other in-app. Let's say yes. you've got a box building a Minecraft castle too. Is there any cross-pollination of that learning? Is there a central repository that takes all the learning that we're doing and then amalgamates it? Yes, as long as it's going towards the common goal. It's going to get better on an exponential scale. Yes. With every yes. task anybody does, it iterates not just the task, but also the bots. And the next time you try to do that task, it's going to be better. It's going to be better because it's learned from that task. So once it's done it once, it's going, oh, okay, we can do that better next time. So let me challenge something that you've said twice, which I agree with, by the way. This challenge is just good academia to ask. This is the worst it's ever going to be. It's only ever going to get better. What if, because it's iterating and it's iterating off of human input, Let's say that you have 10 people all asking it to write emails, because I noticed one of the templates here in Agent GPT is email GPT, compose a concise and detailed email. You ask 10 people to write emails. Let's say two are really good copywriters. And when it's writing the email, the two are giving it good feedback, good iteration, good updates, likes the emails. Eight are garbage copywriters and the feedback, and they actually end up with garbage emails. Is it possible that the iteration is actually a downward cycle based off of the aggregate average of the users? So this is where prompting comes into play. And prompting has been the buzzword for months now with AI. Prompts are everything. And you've hit the nail on the head. The thing with a prompt is you could type the same prompt in the chat GPT or whatever. It might be Claude. It could be Poe. It could be Llama or whatever. And you could get, you could type that same prompt in 10 times and get 10 different responses. And that's right. always been the complaint with these AI agents is 
they have a propensity to be random. Inconsistent. I've seen this myself. Like I'm heavy into trying to develop some code using ChatGPT, using Google Cloud, connecting with Google Ads interfaces and trying to get chatbots and to integrate with their data so we can analyze their data. And the problem that I'm finding is when you're typing in the prompt, it'll give you the responses and you go, oh, that's not working. Oh, sorry. And they'll give you another response. You go, why didn't you give me that first time? That is the complaint. Everyone's in Google Ads is using AI to create ad copy. Everyone's doing it. There's no secret to this. However, in the world of, as you and I both know, copy is everything. And I think Ryan has even said that he who's a better copywriter will win. What, how you use your words. So if you think about it, there are some amazing copywriters. Gary Halbert, Chow, that wrote a copy for Apple. I've got about 13. And I say in my prompt, write me ads in the style of these people. And they know that now it goes, oh yeah, he was famous for this and this. So you are now saying, I want this thing, but I want you to do it this way, like this person. And it goes, oh yeah, I know what that person is. So this AI knows everything about the avatar or the personality that you're saying, I want you to do this. So that's the problem a lot of people are using is they're saying, I want you to do this task. It, it can do that task, but you're not being specific enough. I want you to do this task. This person would do it and I want it done this way. So you, it becomes more of a multi-prompt. So I've been sharing it with our team. So our specialist, my prompt for ads is about this long. It's gigantic. It's got to be like this and it's like this, but I want to use these and write it this way. And it's got to be like this. And I pretty well get what I want 99% of the time. A couple of backwards and forwards, but I've nailed it. I've got the copy I want, how I want it. How long until autonomous agents can just manage a Google ad campaign? That leads me on to my next point is determinism. So how long? That is going to be the question. The rate at which everyone's knows of Moore's law, every 18 months or 12 months, Doubles. CPU speeds get faster and faster. This appears to be a very similar thought behind AI. So Mo, you obviously know Mo Gooder, used to be the CBR yeah. of Google. Yeah. So he had a really good interview a couple of weeks ago, and he was talking about this, the development of AI and how it is now. But until GPT-3 came out, people could take or leave AI, couldn't they? They didn't really know what it was. It's been around for, for years. It wasn't until GPT-3 came out with the UI that everyone went, oh my God, AI is here. Since then, it is going to be at this stage, GPT-4 and GPT-5, when it first it comes out, it's probably going to be smarter than Einstein. That's what they're foreshadowing. Mo good at Mo has basically said that this AI is going to be eventually, and we don't know how close it's going to be, maybe in five years, a billion times smarter than us. A billion. So in terms of AI is going to be like us to an ant. We will have no idea. We will have no understanding of what this thing is conceptualizing or doing. That is the scary part because an ant can't fathom anything that's going on now head. And that's where they're seeing this going is that AI is eventually going to be so good and smart that we will have no concept of what it's doing. Now that leads me on to determinism. Have you ever seen a show called Debs, D-E-V-S? Mm -mm. Watch it. It came out in 2020. Now this was before any of, there was any inclination of AI. And I don't want to give away what happens, but I believe that eventually what is happening with AI, it's becoming a prediction engine. You can already see it. Do you remember when you first discovered Midjourney or you discovered yeah, yeah. any of these image creators, right? So when you type a prompt in, you'd get something and go, ah, looks like what I'm after. 
then you learned more about prompting and you gave it more context and you go, oh, it's getting better and better. How good are they coming out now? Like when you type a prompt and you go, wow, that's amazing. That's pretty well what I'm after. I'll just tweak that a little bit. These AIs are learning. They're becoming deterministic. They are determining, okay, put it this way, human psychology and behavior. There's textbooks everywhere. There's professors, there's psychologists. This AI will know exactly how humans think and how they work. So I've already it, it, noticed that with ChatGPT, when I first started discussing, having conversations with it, it was wrong often. Yes. Now, when it's wrong, I realize I didn't prompt it right. Yeah. Meaning it's actually never wrong. I'm wrong. And it's basically batting a thousand. Like it's perfect. It's getting better all the time. And it's learning from its mistakes it's making. It's and it's learning from the mistakes I'm making, which is actually right. scary. Yeah. So then theoretically, what if you were to extrapolate that forward, then you would go eventually nothing will be random. It will know, oh, cool, but you're doing this, you're doing this based on your previous behavior and where you want to go, then this is what's going to happen next. It's going to be able to predict what we are going to be doing or what's going to happen in the future. It will become so good at understanding. So you know how, I, I know I hear you and Ralph talk about the 72 million psychographic things that Google has on us. Now, we work in Google Ads all the time. Decades old data. It's billions That's now, right. right? Yeah. We work in Google Ads all the time and you look at campaigns and go, seriously? Google like you think really you're supposed to be this is again it will eventually know exact Google will exactly know when we're going to be doing things and when we're going to be mm. buying Genesis is literally well, a couple of weeks away which is Google's next iteration of Bard yeah. and they reckon that this version of it is going to blow GPT out of the water now Copilot was just released by Microsoft on Tuesday which with Windows 11 it's chat GPT into your computer so this is basically you just to say to, my, say to your computer I do this for me and go okay so you just talk to your computer or start what, doing remember it. that little paper clip in the old yeah yeah, it could yeah, be. yeah it's yeah, what yeah. the paper clip was supposed to be right it was like Ooh. it actually works this one yeah and so copilot is released for windows it's going to be coming into the office suite in november there's another version and this is going to blow our industry away is what google is releasing you can plug in your data and i've, I've seen this in a demo microsoft you plug in just say we grab our google data put it into power bi here's our data and you talk to this thing and say, create me a, a report with all the metrics for the last 30 days, conversions, cost, TPA, ROAS, gut. And this thing comes out two or three seconds. And then you just start talking to it. Okay. What new what, products do I need to order? Not that, but if you're looking at from a Google ads perspective, I'm always mm. looking at things. So how can we use this to make us better at what we do with Google ads? And I've been working on this for months and using chat GPT and looking for patterns. What patterns can we see? What sort of trends are we seeing mm. data that we can capitalize on or oh, there's a there's a search trend here that's improving and your cpc is going up here or going up there you just talk to it and it'll start digging into the data and say oh i found this i can see this correlation or there's this causation here i've seen it it's there it's and you're like oh my god that's mind-blowing that is that is going to change what we do and make our job so much easier it's insane easier it's and harder at the same time because we're competing there's five people in build bidding in this fake organic ecosystem i just made up all five of them are going to have this same tool and so it's like we were all toddlers at this little paintball fight. And now all of a sudden we've been thrown in the Coliseum and everybody's got a nuke. Yeah, but it's going to be the ones that 
Think laterally, think outside the square. How can we mm. best use this tool to make what we're already doing better? It's not going to just make you amazing. You've already got to be at a stage where you're good at what you do. You're already at a good phase. It'll just make you better. And this is something that Mo said as well. He said, the AI is, is coming. This has been put out there all year. Is oh, It's going to take our jobs. It's going to take our jobs. Yes, it is. But if you saturate yourself, you get into this or whatever industry you do or whatever you do or whatever you want to do, know this thing like the back of your hand. You need to be in the top 20%. Two out of 10 people are going to stay in that industry, but you've got to make yourself the best in that industry to stay in that industry. Because eventually the rate at which this is evolving, it's going to be able to automate so many things. Like you said, Google's just going to get better and better. It's already started doing it, creating copy for us inside the ads. It's going to get better and better at it. Videos. Images, targeting. Everything. Yeah. Yep. And audiences. Like it's going to know where people are in the buying cycle and know when they're ready to buy. And you and I both knew that. It's already there from a Google ads perspective or a marketing perspective. It already knows where we are in the buying cycle to a certain extent but due to the determinism as this like i was saying deterministic behavior it's learning this whole thing is learning why do you think we can get all these things for free it's getting this data and it's, earning from us so whether or not you're interested in and if our listeners and viewers are interested in us doing a regular ai session and series i've only just touched the surface here we can pick a tool deep dive into it i can share screen show you what i'm doing what i'm playing with what i'm doing with chat GPT, the plugins. I'm using ChatGPT a lot with a plugin called Notable, which writes Python code for me. It's a really good tool. It's again, it's one of these things. Oh, it's a great tool. How do I use it? That's the thing. Like what can you use? Now I've, I've been uncovering a couple of, when you look at something and you go, what about this? We've been testing CPC ranges and breaking out CPC ranges. So we get the AI to say, we give it a whole heap of search term data and say, give me all the CPC ranges. And they go, yep, this is them. And give me all the metrics. Give me the metrics. Then we create these heat maps and we go, oh, geez, there's a nice sweet spot there. Look at that. Imagine if we doubled down that. Now in Sol 8, and I've been chatting with John about this, I said, what if we did this strategy? And he's like, do it, test it. So we're doing shit that, pardon, pardon my French. We're testing things at the moment that we didn't even know, but ChatGPT said, oh, what about these things? And then you start thinking, what if we use this strategy doing this? And you go, oh, that's interesting. So it'll uncover a little nugget and then you just go, what about this? What about this? You just ask more questions. So we're testing some stuff at the moment that I haven't seen people doing, but that's what these things can do. They can uncover some data in there that you didn't really think about utilizing. Yeah. Mm. Let's do a weekly session. Are you down? Yeah, yeah. All right. If you're watching this, Glenn and I are going to do a weekly session on AI. He's going to come with the tools that he's been building or using and teach us how he's using them. Hit us in the comments if there's anything specific that you want to know more about. But Glenn, this was freaking fascinating. I super appreciate your time, man. Thank you. No worries, Mike. Good to see you again. Yeah, you too. Thanks for listening to the Google Ads Podcast. For more ways to grow your business with Google Ads, you can subscribe to the Solutions 8 YouTube channel. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. And if you'd like to work with the best Google Ads agency in the world, you can visit Solutions 8 at sol8.com. Custom here. If you're running Google Ads, even if your campaigns are successful, my years of experience have taught me that there are almost always enormous improvement opportunities. Now, what if the best Google Ads agency in the world was willing to review your Google Ads campaigns for free and provide you with a comprehensive action plan, no cost or obligation? Notice, I didn't say audit or evaluation. I said action plan, a bullet point by bullet point breakdown of exactly what needs to be done to improve your Google Ads campaigns. Yours to keep, no cost or obligation.
head over to solate.com to get a free Google Ads action plan customized for your business. No strings attached. That's S-O-L-8.com. S-O-L, the number eight.com.